Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for April 18th, 2022. First of all, I want to say that I truly enjoyed my spring break. I got a, a break uh, away from everything, uh, spent time with the family, spent time with the kids, uh, the two kids that we have at home. Uh, I'm rejuvenated and restored. For those of you that follow me on social media, you saw we had a great time, uh, and that is the grace life. I thank God for being able to take a break and disconnect and get rejuvenated and then ready to keep going. So I'm back now and I'm ready to do what God has called me to do every morning with you. And that's teach you the word of God. Yesterday was Resurrection Sunday. Resurrection Sunday is the day, the day that we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that's the most important day in the history of history. That's what separates Christianity from every other world religion. We serve a living savior, Jesus is his name. And so yesterday, Resurrection Sunday, was not about colorful eggs. It was not about bunny rabbits. It was about the blood of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus and the power that was restored to this world. So I'm going to talk about that this morning. And so as you get ready to receive what the Lord is about to impart to you, I want you to open up your heart and be in a position, be in received mode this morning, because what God is going to point to your heart, I believe is going to bless you and it will have lasting impact in your life. Get ready for the word. All right, so let's get into, into the word for this morning. So a lot of times what happens is leading up to Resurrection Sunday, we talk a lot about the resurrection of Jesus, Good Friday. I did that. I taught on this thing for, for weeks leading up to Resurrection Sunday morning. And then Resurrection Sunday comes. And then after the Resurrection Sunday, we go on to teaching other things and that kind of thing. And believe me, I have a lot to teach this year. And so I will be teaching about intentional progress all year. But I want us to digest and process some things about the resurrection. The title of today's message is what the resurrection of Jesus means to you. I want you to process for a minute, for a few minutes, what the resurrection of Jesus means to you. So let's talk about it. I have three things the Lord gave me this morning that he wants me to share with you. And so three things. Number one, here we go. First thing, God created humans to be just like him in this world. I, I want you to know that God created humans to be just like him in this world. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. God created male and female humans to be just like him in this world. Now, when I'm going to talk about man, God created man in his image, in his likeness. When I say man today, I don't mean man as far as gender. I mean man as far as type, like so mankind, humankind. So male and female, just to be clear, because sometimes religious people uh, like try to put women as like second-class Christians or second-class citizens in the kingdom of God, and that's ridiculous. Male and female Christians have power. So male and female, we were given, we were created in the image of God, male and female, and we were given power, male and female, to operate and to dominate this planet. Let's talk about it. And so God created humans to be just like him. So as God rules over the heavens, 
man, male and female man. I, I, I'm going to stop making the differentiation. You got it now. God created man to rule this planet or to rule this world. Mankind was supposed to be an extension of heaven on this planet, an extension of heaven over this world. Over, It's just like this, like, you know, God likens his realm to a kingdom. And so the, the thing with kings, right? Let's just talk about kings for a minute. This is not in the notes. For those of you that get the emails, this is not in the notes. I'm just going to slide this in for free real quick. So let's talk about a kingdom for a minute. So if you have a king and, and I'm, you know, there are a lot of things, God is, is so, so much bigger than us that he has to like use human concepts for us to get a glimpse of, of, of how we as humans can process and digest who he is. So God is a kingdom. God operates in a kingdom. He's a king. And so the Bible likens him to the king of the kings and the Lord of the Lord. So he's a king and he's a Lord. And he created us to be like little kings and little lords. So he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And so what happens with the king is that a king can bequeath uh, uh, portions of the, of, of the kingdom to his children, right? One of two ways. Either one, he dies, or two, he can establish his children to be rulers of a portion of the ter uh, territory of, of the overall kingdom. So obviously our God can't die because he's God. He's eternal. He, he will live forever. So what he did was he established mankind on this world. And he was like, okay, well, just like I rule up here, you will rule down there. And so, so now you're not disconnected from me. You're still part of the kingdom. It's just that you get to rule that part of it. The Bible says that the heavens belong to the Lord, but the, but the earth has he given unto the children of men. So he's given the earth to us. So we're supposed to rule and to dominate this planet. And he, of course, rules from the heavens. And we're supposed to be ruling down here in this world. We're an extension of heaven on this planet. So man was supposed to rule over this environment. So man, mankind, male and female, was supposed to have dominion over this planet and dominion over the circumstances of this world and not to be dominated by the circumstances of this world. So we're supposed to rule and to dominate and not to be ruled and not to be dominated. You get it? And so God never created man to be under the powers of this world. God created man to have power over this world and to have dominion over this world. God created everything in five days. On the sixth day, God created man and, and God told man, now you're in charge of everything that I created. And so we're supposed to have kingdom, dominion, power, and authority over this planet. So God created the man to be a ruler and not to be ruled. Now, Satan came and Satan trick man and man became a slave. Watch this. When, when Adam sinned, man became a slave to the things that he was supposed to dominate. Man became a slave to the things that he was supposed to dominate. So Satan tricked man into disobeying God. And as a result, Adam and Eve were kicked out of the garden. They lost the Holy Spirit. They lost their direct access to the Father. They lost their power. And then they were resigned to living their lives as mere humans. So once, once they got kicked out and they no longer have the Holy Spirit. Now, prior to that, they were living in the garden. And so they had everything they needed. And so they had every everything they needed was provided to them by the grace of God. And so everything they needed, and they had power to rule and to dominate over this planet. And they had a direct connection to the Father 
through the Holy Spirit, and they walked with God in the cool of the day. And Genesis 2 and 25 says that the man and his wife, they were naked and they were not ashamed. It didn't even, it didn't even register that they were naked. They were so God conscious that they were not even cognizant of the fact that they were naked. They were clothed with the glory of God and they lost all of that when they sinned. And when they sinned, they got kicked out. Holy Spirit was removed. They were like, oh my God, now they have to live their lives as mere humans. And so now they're no longer supernatural. They're natural to this world. And so when we were born, we were born under that legacy, under that lineage that we were natural to this world. And then we have to deal with everything that Adam got us into, which was sin and death. And so Jesus came to get us out of all of that, right? So number two, I have three things to share with you on this morning. Here's number two. Everything Jesus did, he did for you to restore you to the position of power that he already planned for you to have, that he planned for you to have from the foundations of the world. So let's think about it. Let me slow down. Let me take my time. Jesus left heaven and came to the earth and he did it for you. He came to get you out of the mess that Adam got you into. Adam got you into a mess where you were born with the lineage and the legacy of Adam. You were born under the bondage of sin and the fear of death. And so you were natural to this world, but Jesus came to, and he died and he rose from the dead to restore you, what? To the position of power. Jesus did not come to restore you to Abraham. No, Jesus came to restore you all the way back to Adam. He came to restore you back to what Adam lost in the garden. And so he came, he, God never intended for you to live without power. Adam had power and Adam lost that power. And Jesus came to restore the power. So Adam had authority. Adam had kingdom, dominion, power, and authority in this world. And so you were never designed to live without that. So God never intended for you to live without power. Adam had that power. He lost it. Jesus came. The Bible calls Jesus the last Adam. So Jesus was the second Adam. He was also the last Adam. And Jesus came and he operated with the power that Adam had. And so Jesus operated with kingdom, dominion, power, and authority in this world. And he came to restore that power to mankind. This is why the religious people were so amazed at how Jesus operated. Because religious people were focused on rites and rituals and routines and church stuff, but they didn't know the power of God. They were simply practicing rituals. They were practicing routines. But when Jesus came, Jesus came with demonstration and power. And so you are supposed to have power. Look at me. I want you to know this. The reason why you want power, you crave power, is because you were designed by God to operate in power. And so you crave power on the inside because you were designed to have it. You were designed, originally, you were designed to operate with power. It's in your DNA. It's in your DNA to have power. Jesus came to restore man to God's original intent. The original intent was kingdom, dominion, power, and authority. So Jesus came so you can dominate your environment and not be dominated by it. So, so Jesus came... so so that you can operate in the power that he operated in and the power that Adam operated in. So no one, as, as us as humans, no one wants to live without power. We all want power. It is innate for humans. Humans have this, this yearning, this craving for power, so much so 
that that's why there's so many movies that are made about power. There's so many movies that are made about witchcraft and sorcery and all of these things and the power of darkness. Why? Because humans crave power. People want power. But what we do is that we don't even understand that Jesus already gave it to us and we're born again and we have power and we don't even understand that we have the power. And so we're craving stuff. Some people, even Christians, go out there to psychics and sorcerers and get their palm read and all kind of crazy stuff because they're craving a power they don't even realize that they already have. If you're born again, you have power. True power is found in Jesus. Jesus restored you to power. People don't come to church well, well, unfortunately, a lot of people do, but I'm saying you shouldn't just come to church to hear someone preach. You should come for power. They want power. Paul understood this. This is why Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5, he said, my teaching and my preaching were not with just wise words to persuade people, but the proof, watch this, the proof of my teaching was the power that the Holy Spirit gives. I did this so that your faith could be in God's power and not human wisdom. Another translation says demonstration and power. He says, listen, the, the reason why people come to hear me preach, Paul says, is not because I'm a good preacher. It's not because I got three points in a poem. It's not because I can hoop them on home and nothing like that. No, the reason why people come to hear me preach is not about my words, it's about power. It is demonstration and power. People come for the power. People need to see power. I don't know about you, but I, I got tired a long time ago. I got tired of just going to church to sing some songs, going to church to hear some good messages and stuff like that. If that's what it was all about, then for me, that Jesus's death would be in vain. It could, it has to be about more than just singing some songs, being in the choir, being an usher, you know, go, working in the parking lot ministry. No, it has to be more than that. Jesus died so that the reality of God's power can be manifested in our lives. Jesus died so that we can lay hands on the sick. Jesus died so we could raise the dead. Jesus died so we could see the supernatural miracles, signs, wonders operating through our very hands. And it's not because the power comes from us, it's because the power comes from him. And so he died so that we can walk in the reality of God's power so that the kingdom, dominion, power, and authority that, that Adam had, we could have. And that power is here. That power is now. Jesus operated in power. That's why people were like, whoa, look at that. Look at this man. He doesn't, even when he was speaking, the Bible says he doesn't even speak like, like those without power, like those without authority. Even when he was just speaking, people was like tuned into Jesus because he talked like a man that had power. He talked like a man that had authority. He talked like a man that was confident. He wasn't stumbling over his words. He knew that he was sent to this planet to restore power. So when you join the kingdom of God, I want you to know that you are a citizen from another world, that you are born from another world and you have access to supernatural power. So I want you to upgrade. I want you to upgrade your expectations beyond religion. I want you to stop just thinking about rituals and rites and religion and routine and going through repetitions and stuff like that. No, that's religious activity. And I hate religion. I believe God hates religion because people that are religious, they have no power and they don't even know it. People that are religious, they just are going through the motions. But Jesus died so that you can have power. I want you to start believing. Listen, this is what yesterday was all about. Good Friday, Resurrection Sunday was that 
So, so you could believe God for supernatural power. So you don't have to be dominated by things down here in this world. You have the power to dominate. God is on you and in you and with you and for you. So as you head into this day and head into this week, you got to know that the power of God is on you to succeed, that the power of God is on you to manifest his glory in this world, that God is on you, that God is flowing through you. Say amen to that. Glory to God. Number three, I only have three things for you this morning. I actually have a lot more to say about this, but I'm just going to stop at these three and I'm going to pick it up from here tomorrow. The last one for today, Jesus died to restore the power you were supposed to walk in from the beginning. So the word of God, let the word of God, the Bible is language from another world. When you read the Bible, I want you to think about that for a minute. When you read the Bible, it is language from another world. Let, let's think, let me, let me give it to you in a way maybe that you can understand it. So um, my my son, Joshua, he loves um, movies. And, and so we're going through like a bunch of different series of movies. And right now we're going through all the, um, what is it? Marvel movies. And so so in these Marvel movies, let, let's just, let me just use Guardians of the Galaxy as, as, a, as an example. So in Guardians of the Galaxy, let's say sometimes they find some kind of book or some kind of language from another planet, from another world. And so they're trying to decipher this language from another world. They try to put it in their own language or in their own terms so that they can digest and process this language that documents a whole different culture from another world. That's what the Bible is. The Bible is language from another world. I want you to know that God, I want the, the Bible is language from heaven. And so when you get the word of God in, down in your heart, if you truly meditate and meditate on God's word, and then you start to think and act like God. The word of God contains the, the character, the attributes, and the nature of God. So the more you meditate and meditate on the word of God, this is language from another world. And so, so when you get that language from another world down in your heart, watch this, it is language from heaven, but you get it down in your heart in the earth. And if you get this language from another world from heaven down in your heart in, in the earth, then you're going to start to experience heaven on earth. Why? Because you're getting language from another world. See, other religions are based upon just like disciplining the flesh and human morality. Let me say that again. Other world religions are based on disciplining the flesh and human morality, being a good person. But Jesus died not so that you could just focus on the flesh. Not so just you could be a good person to other people. No, Jesus died so that you can operate in the supernatural power of God so that you can have the grace to dominate this world. Jesus died so that you can live like him in this world. As Jesus is, so am I. See, Satan doesn't want you to learn how to live by your inner reality. It doesn't even bother Satan if you just go to church and try to be a morally good person. If you just go to church and try to be a morally good person and that's all you expect from God and that's all you expect from the Bible, Satan is like, whew. This person don't get it. So that person is not a threat to me. I don't even care about that person. You're not a threat. But when you start to believe, no, 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 no. So if, if this person has is sick, raise your hand. Anybody in here is sick, raise your hand. They raise your hand. I don't even need to pray for y'all. 
So whoever's standing right next to them, if you're born again, lay hands on them. Let's release the power of God. Boom, the power of God is released. Healing virtue flows. I'm talking about now supernatural wisdom is flowing. Comes, You're in a meeting and you're sitting there and you're like, I don't know what to say. And the Holy Ghost gives you something to say. And you get a download from another world and you open up your mouth. And what you say is so good that you have, have to write it down because you never heard it before. Now you're living by an inner reality. And when you start living by an inner reality, then what's on the outside doesn't even bother you anymore. Then things can happen on the outside, but the things on the outside don't affect you on the inside. See, if you're just a religious person, Person, then yeah, you you won't ever seek the power of God. Satan is like, I don't care about that person. That person is not a threat. But when you start to say, no, 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 I'm going to operate in the supernatural. See, see, people that are religious, they're bound and they don't even know it. People that you can be, look at me, let me, let me make sure I'm saying this clearly. You can be in church, born again, filled with the Holy Spirit and depressed. You can be in church, born again, singing songs and want to kill yourself. You could be in church singing songs on Sunday morning and crying yourself to sleep on Sunday night. Why? Because that's religious activity and it has no power. And so, no, I'm talking about being born again to the point where you know you have power. That way, where sadly, a lot of Christians live like that. But when you embrace the message of the grace of God that has come to you through the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to upgrade your thinking. I want you to start thinking like God thinks. I want you to start believing on God's level. I want you to, to, to start believing that you can have heaven on earth, that you don't have to wait to die someday and go to heaven. No, 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 no. My focus is not dying someday and going to heaven. My focus is bringing heaven to the earth every day. And so God had the task. Watch this. When God brought the nation of Israel out of Egypt, he had the task of getting Egypt out of their mentality. The problem is that they were physically delivered, but mentally bound. Let me say that again, that, that once he got the nation of Israel out of Egypt, they were physically delivered, but they were mentally bound. They were, he had gotten them out of Egypt, but he didn't yet get Egypt out of them. And so what is, is, is like that in church. There are people that are born again, but they still think like the world. They, they're born again, but they still think like religious people. Oh, I'm just supposed to do this. I'm supposed to go to Sunday school. I'm supposed to go sit down, hear a good message, sing a couple of songs, and then let's just go to a buffet after, yeah, after church and all that. And then I go back and then you live depressed all week. That's not what Jesus died for you to have. No, you, you don't even know that you're bound until you're free. Many people are so conditioned to living like the world, so conditioned to, to religious activity that they don't even know what it's like to be free. Listen, I preach the grace life. The grace life is I'm free. I am free to be the man that God has called me to be. I'm free. I'm, I, I don't have any limits. I'm free from the limits of this world. I'm even free from the limits of my own humanity. When God calls me to do something and I'm like, oh, uh, I don't know how you want to do it. But hey, if you want to do it, I'm down for whatever. And so I will do it. Man was designed to have power over his environment, not to allow the, the environment to have power over him. This is why Peter walked on water. Peter said, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come. I, why? Because you have this desire to want to do stuff that you can't do. You want, you have this desire to want to dream big. You have this desire and that's what Jesus died and he rose from the dead so that you can have that power. Once you're born again, once you're filled with God's spirit, the, the, then you have the power to become the, the person that you have secretly been dreaming about for years. You, you, you've been dreaming about becoming this person, doing this thing, and, 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 but you haven't launched out yet because you're afraid. You're, you're, you're scared. You don't know how it's going to happen. Listen, when God gives you the dream, God has given you the grace to do it. You are not a mere man. Once you're born again, God is living on the inside of you. At that point, there's nothing you can't do because there's nothing God can't do. Can't do. So all bets are off. 
All limits are gone. The same resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead is now available to you. You get to walk into this day. You get to walk into this week knowing that Jesus is alive and that that power, that resurrection power is available to you. You can go over to the mirror and say, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. Say amen to that. All right. I have more to say about this, but I'm going to stop here for today. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice. I want you to believe God. Stop being religious. Believe God. Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to die in my place. Jesus paid the penalty for what Adam did in the garden. Sin and death no longer have any power over me. I was born under the power of sin and under the fear of death. Now, thankfully, I was born again. I am born from above. Heaven is now my home. Heaven is now my reality. I will die and go to heaven someday. But for now, I focus on bringing heaven to the earth every day. I am your child. I am filled with your spirit. There is nothing I can't do because you live in me. I have the grace to do whatever I'm called to do. Where my power ends, your power kicks in. I am naturally supernatural. I am an emissary of heaven assigned to this planet. So I represent you, Father, in every meeting, in every conversation, and all the activity I engage in today. Living this way, I know, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, you should want my notes, you get my notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're gonna get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I'm glad I'm back from vacation. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about what the Lord gave me to share with you for the next couple of days. I want you to get this word down in your heart. Resurrection power is available to you. The reason why you crave power is because you were born to operate in it. I love you and God loves you too. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat. If this message was a blessing, I go back and I read those comments. And then number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.